Listener Production. Thursday edition of the Footy Talk podcast about to get underway. We are talking succession plans and whether or not they work. Heath Shaw gives us an all-Australian lock. Plus, we discuss the Matildas and why today should have been a public holiday. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Yes, hello and welcome to Footy Talk for your Thursday. This, of course, is your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Daisy Thomas here steering the ship. As I look across the table, I see a nice, bright and sprightly. He sure. I am bright and sprightly today, unlike you, Dale. You seem a bit flat. I got slightly swept up in World Cup fever. World Cup fever, the Matildas. The Tillies. They were obviously the story that captured a nation and... Well, I was looking for any excuse to go and have a beer last night, and I found that in the form of soccer. Unfortunately, they didn't win. Uh, I feel like if this goes on again and we have another World Cup, we need a day off after every game. <laughs> Ask the Prime Minister or the yeah. Premier of each state that we need a day off Just, after every single game, especially yeah. if it's midweek. Correct. Or you work from home or you don't have to start work until 12, because I would have loved to sleep in. There were some banging goals. My goodness, was there ever. Yeah. That first strike from the Pommy Bird. Yeah. Elite. Unbelievable. And then Sam Kerr just said, I'll raise you. Yeah, I'll kick one from five metres outside the box. Yeah, he could have passed it off. Nah, have a crack. Did she, how many opportunities did she have to score? She had a lot. That's why she's the best in the world. You are a soccer enthusiast. I do. I do love my soccer, but she plays for Chelsea in the English Premier League, and she's a star. She does that on a weekly basis, but to do it in front of the Aussie crowd was huge. I'm just, I'm just questioning. Yes. I went to the Matildas group match and it was at Amy Park and there was 32, 33,000 people there. Full to the brim? Yeah. Why Stadium Australia 70 and then last night 70 odd again? Why didn't we play a game at the MCG? It's a fair point. And if the final, if Australia got to the final, could they move it to the MCG? Was it going to be in Sydney? I'd, I'd say so. They probably Would you rather 70,000 or 100,000? It would have been Sunday night. And there's Sunday football. That's probably the issue is the scheduling for the AFL. Well, you remember that time when we had COVID and schedule was like a day-by-day thing? You can change it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Note so, to self for the next World Cup in Australia. We will push on past the soccer for a moment. Retirement season is here, of course, with a lot of the greats bowing out of the game. Nick Natanui, of course, he has been announced recently, but... Your old mate and my old teammate as well and buddy, Paul Seedsman, has had to retire at the age of 31 years old and he got the old tap on the shoulder from the AFL doc saying, it's too dangerous for you to try and push on. You're a good mate of Seedo's. He's been in a bad way for a long time. Uh, He's, well, it's probably 18 months now, um, maybe a bit longer, since he got the bad concussion. Like he'd had concussion in the past, but... That, the one that he copped in pre-season, um, Jordan fire, Dawson's Jordan knee, Dawson knee, the back of the scone, rattled him and hasn't been able to pretty much train for two weeks in a row. Um, at the moment, he's not really doing any running or anything at all. Um, so it's like, it's a life decision. Do you try and push through to play for another year or do you just hang up the boots, happy with what you've done and live trying to live a normal life afterwards because Will he live ideal. a normal life though? Because um, the concussion symptoms for him are still – like he can't run, he can't be in bright spaces. Yeah, for long periods of time there's certain things. That, but I think I think 
taking this away, not having to try and push back and get back to play at that elite level will, will help the cause. But he still has to do a lot of rehab on it. Um, Paddy McCartan was the same the yeah. other day. They spoke about – John Longmire spoke about him and, and how it was a good decision to draft him. They got to a grand final last year. And Paddy was a big part of that. So definitely a good decision to draft him. He got back, he got to tick that box, and now he can, um, like Paul, just sit back and relax and enjoy AFL from afar. Did you or do you remember Cedo's first training session when we were at Gosh's Paddock? And Mick had us, we spread the entire field around the boundary with players and there was just <laughs> 10 footies going around and you had to catch one, turn around, kick it, head meters. Yes. So on the far wing on the punt road side was myself, Paul Seedsman, and then you. Cedo put his first three kicks onto punt road. <laughs> I, I do remember. And it's funny because every year you draft a few players and you think, oh, <laughs> what you have think, we done here? I think the recruiters just accidentally stuffed up the numbers <laughs> when he was reading them out. I wasn't sure he was a right footer on the first day. What a couple on punt road. But he did win an Anzac Day medal, Cedo. He grew into his role as an AFL footballer, it's fair to say, after that. But wish him all the best because he's, he's a do. ripping bloke. He's an absolute ripper and no doubt retirement will suit him. The Pies are taking on the Brisbane Lions Friday night footy tomorrow. That'll be discussed in detail with Joey and Kate. But some news out of the club. Jordan Dugowie will not play. Bobby Hill will not play. Obviously, Nick Dacos is not playing. Are the Pies... Genuinely parking the bus and going, well, we can't be knocked off from top spot. Yeah, well, there's no, well, we, they can. They can get knocked off. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know here, Brisbane is behind them. They're, they're eight points behind. Yes. Right? So this, if Brisbane win this, four points, and then Collingwood have got Essendon in the last round and Brisbane have St. Kilda. It's a 3% swing. Well, they can. They can lose top spot. But then if you lose top spot, you could actually drop to third or fourth. So then you lose that home final, especially with Port and Brisbane lurking. Right now, if you are the Pies, you finish in one. Who do you want to play first week of the finals? Port. Port at the MCG. Yep. And that's 1B. So at the moment, it'd be Melbourne. So yeah. we need the Ds to win a couple and Port to somehow guess it. It's incredible that we're still here at round 23 and we have no idea whatsoever. Who's of what to finish in the eight? Yeah. St Kilda continued just to get it done. The Swans are on a five-game winning streak. The Bulldogs are inconsistent. Essendon have been horrible. The Giants, the Orange Tsunami has gone berserk. And the Crows, Swans. who are two games or a game out, will have to win their last two, have better percentage than the yeah. Saints, the Swans, and the Dogs. Yeah, you do the math. I just did. Okay, sweet. Back to what you were saying about Collingwood. Yes. Yeah. If there's a 50-50 call to make, they're just going to go rest. So that's what I think has been happening. Um, I still think they'll get the job done against Brisbane because it is in Melbourne and Brisbane don't like It's at Marvel Stadium. It's a weird fixture. I know yeah. the Pies have to play some games there, but it is a weird – it'll be full. We've got too many members for it not to be. Yeah, but it's just – oh, even if Brisbane win, they still didn't win at the MCG, so it doesn't matter. We spoke briefly then on Nick Dacos. Now, it's been revealed that as part of his rehab for getting his knee back to playing condition, he's been drinking chicken broth and trying all sorts of different, weird and wonderful ways to try and get himself back. Falling on hard times, as in Nick, he can't afford to have like... I think financially he'll be okay. <laughs> he'll be okay. Um, Did you ever try anything? No. Except not one <laughs> Nothing. I had a knee injury um, just before the finals. I think I was three weeks out from the finals. 
plus the bio, which means four weeks. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll try and get back, get the scan. Says so like a three month injury, no chance. No like chance. It's, even if I get to the grand final, you had your hips done, and then ended up at the harp four yeah. hours later. Yeah, just get the blood flowing. Have a couple of wines or beers. It's the best form of recovery. Blood flow. When you retired, as we spoke of before, retirement season is upon us. Were you in the hub or was it out of the hub? No, I was in the hub. Uh, we lost our last two games, just missed the finals, finished ninth. Um, did you know you were retiring? Because you were Nah, to- I did, I still haven't retired. I've been sacked twice. I haven't retired. <laughs> retirement means you give up. Yes. You give up. The dream's still alive. Yeah. Mature age rookie at 39 next year. Genuinely delusional. Did you do anything? Did you have a party or anything? No, we went back to Sydney, <laughs> stayed there for like four months while everyone was locked down. It wasn't great. It wasn't a great finish to an illustrious career of mine. Um, but with this retirement, with this trade period, all this sort of stuff, the rumours are circling here. Oh, have you got one? Yeah. I oh, hang on a minute. think we can, like, we're mature enough now. Yep. Like you see, like is this you and I, or because that could be debated? No, no, not us. The AFL industry, we're mature enough. Ah, right. So Ben Mackay, he's not going to be at North Melbourne next year. Yep. Everyone knows it. Everyone's talking around the fact which club he's actually going to. Still contracted. Ken, is it easier? Are we mature enough now? He says to North. He said, "Listen, I am not going to sign with you next year. I'm looking for a trade, but I'll still play out the rest of the year." And give it my all. NRL style. NRL they style. Do, they sign a year in advance. Yeah, yeah. And these guys still go in there and go hard and they don't have any clauses with injuries and all that sort of stuff. That's sort of like, I think they're ahead. This is probably the only part where NRL are ahead of AFL. Like they are mature enough to go, you know what? I don't want to be here next year. I'm not going to be here next year, but I'm going to play it the rest of the year. And then at the end of this year, we're going to shake hands and move on. It's easier for list managers. It's better for clubs rather than having to rush, go, oh, well, no, we're a chance. And then he just says, no, oh, all right, we've got to find out. We've got to re- you can do your homework earlier. I like it. I like your model you're speaking of. And also for fans, there'd be genuine excitement about who you're getting already. So say you were at Collingwood and you say, oh, hey, I'm going with the Giants at the end of the year. The Giants fans would be excited. Definitely. And it's and think about it. If it's like if you're – Essendon, which they're saying that Ben Mackay is going to go to Essendon. If you just miss the finals this year, but you know you're getting Ben Mackay next year, you're like, you're happy. Softens the blow you finished bit. the final. You've lost, you've missed out on the finals, but you're happy. You're like, this is going to be great next year. Ready to roll. People are excited. I just think we can grow up a little bit because people go, oh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. You do know where you're going. 98% of the time, you know exactly where you're going. You're staying where you're going. Um, so you just have to technically, we're allowing people to lie. Is that an exclusive that Ben Mackay is going to the Bombers? Um, yes. I don't know. Um, well, no, well, Say it with a bit more conviction so the people listening can well, believe it. If you, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say he would end up at the Bombers. Yes. There you because, go. Ben Mackay to the Bombers in breaking news, hate Shaw 3-9 style. It's not really breaking. Everyone's talking about it, so yeah. All right. I love how confident you were and I don't like how you tried to back out of that hang around because after the break we're going to talk about succession plans after the news of Port Adelaide re-signed Ken Hinkley plus I'll get the latest on the Gold Coast Suns and a little bit of word from your brother about Dimmer going to be the coach this is the Footy Talk Podcast (laughs) 
This is the Footy Talk Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. Also, if you want to get interactive and ask Heath or I or anyone else on this great podcast a question, jump on the Instagram at footy talk underscore pod or TikTok at footy talk pod. Heater, the Port Adelaide Footy Club have announced that Ken Hinckley is going to re-sign for an extra two years. Josh Carr has taken himself out of the running for the Richmond job. Reading between the lines, this is a genuine succession plan without them admitting it. Do succession plans work? No, definitely not. I don't think there's been one that has worked. Um, maybe the Ruse Melbourne one, but Ruse sort of was like a, a club coach, not really a footy coach, was yep. he? He was just like, oh, he was a- I'm going to make this club better. Someone else do the coaching. I'll pretend like I'm head coach and then we'll roll with Goodwin. Um, it's a weird one, the Port one. I was not certain, but as close as humanly possible to being certain the car had the Richmond job. Right. Richmond were well and truly deep in they were, with Josh Carr. They, they were wanted all up. Josh Carr. Right. He was the number one. Yep. So I'm thinking, yep. Hinkley signs at Port. Josh Carr goes to Richmond. Once they've seen your coaching job. If Hinkley didn't sign early on, because I heard rumors that um, he was offered a five year deal at the Gold Coast, but obviously wanted to stay at Port. Was this when they knew the Gold Coast Suns knew that Dimmer was available? Before. So before he, yeah. Yep. So they were going to try and poach Ken up there. Yeah. And so that whole situation is a bit weird. And then Carr takes himself out of the the race with what we assume is the succession plan. Two years, Hinkley, Carr takes over from there. Same sort of theory. I think our our great coach, Mick. Mick. <laughs> yeah, Mick. Waited for that one. <laughs> Um, uh, he came out during the week. He said, don't put a timeline on it. The worst thing you can do is put a timeline on it. So it can't be Hinkley two years, Josh Carr in the third year. It's Hinkley into Josh Carr, however long that takes, because it could be premiership, premiership. You're not going to sack him, mate. Well, like Mick. It like was, Mick. It was premiership, That's strong grand final, work. premiership, and then a lost grand final, and he got moved on. So I just find this whole situation a bit weird. It's a bit like, you know what it is? It's having your cake and eating it too for port. Um, it's very, very grey and I don't like it at a, all. A big shout out to Mick Malthouse, whose 70th birthday it is today. It certainly is, Dale. And how do you know that? Uh, he's my dad and we did cake this morning after our cornflakes, but also we're going to his party today. We're going to lunch with Mick. There's a few scaly human beings Ooh, dropping yeah. up to this lunch. This will be um, at Lamaro's. It is Shout at, out. It is, it is at Lamaro's um, on a Thursday. Who else is on the invitee uh, list? It's Didac, uh, Johnson. Johnson, Swan, Tarrant, Lecuria. He organised it, so he's not really – he's not like a troublemaker. He's not a part of like the Rat Pack. He's yeah. just like – He's there to um, yeah. make sure that the candles get blown And out. then we – like, yep, that's sweet. That's enough. Mick Maxwell? Yeah, then he, we forgot about Maxie, so we probably should invite the premiership captain. <laughs> um, Pendles? Nah. Couldn't help us out? Nah. Not there. That's it. That's it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Have we got him a present? Uh, I hope somebody <laughs> has got him a present. No, we have. We've definitely. It's 70th, <laughs> a big, big birthday. My old man's 70 next year, so um, we're watching this? closely at what we get him so that I can um, <laughs> copy that for next year for my old man. Where's this message? So it, it reads, should we – I wrote yesterday at 6.41 p.m. Are we getting him a present? And he sure wrote, I've got a 2010 signed premiership jumper. <laughs> Chris Tarrant wrote, I've got a signed 2007 Frio jumper after he traded me. <laughs> I said, 
<laughs> and I rounded it out with, I've got two wooden spoons we run together. <laughs> Perfect. So it's, it's a nice collection of random shit. She was going to walk out with <laughs> with a lot of presents today after lunch, Nick, which yeah. is good because Edward's at Tazza, yeah. <laughs> 2007 Freo jumper because he traded me. Oh, that was classy. funny. Classy. Succession plans or no? We're not talking about that anymore. No, succession what plans. What are your thoughts on it? They don't work. They clearly don't work if you have a hard and fast time on it. If you have a, a fluid operation where you say to the person who will be succeeding in the succession plan, taking over the spot. So look, this could be a two year, it could be a four year. Whenever the time is right, and if you're happy to be patient, then we do it. Why would you want to be an assistant for another two years when you can take a senior coaching job? I would think that he's probably looked at the list. Richmond can't be up forever. Porter in a better position. You look at Collingwood's list two two years years ago. When they had the fire sale. Yeah. And we like, single-handedly got Ned right, Guy. You're, you're trouble. You're, you're gone here. And then next minute, they a kick away from a grand final. And this year, who knows? Is, I don't think you can buy into that stuff. Don't buy into the list stuff. Nah. So you're going, you need to find a manager. You, I don't know, you, as we touched on, you love the EPL. but So you need a manager, a player manager, a these man manager. Coaches these days, senior coaches aren't coaches. They're managers. And like – Dids always used to say this about Mick in his last sort of four years at I, And I remember this quote implicitly. Get yeah. me on the f-ing field, don't start me as the sub. That's what he <laughs> And he said, he said to me, <laughs> close, he said, Mick, you're not a coach anymore. And obviously Mick sort of bristled up a bit. He's like, what do you mean I'm not a coach? He's like, you're a manager. You just manage people. Yeah. You manage the players to get them right for the weekend. Then you sort of put your coaching hat on for two hours, tactical coaching hat on for two hours. He managed players. Because every player is different, you need to motivate them differently. So it's like now, there's no coaches. What do you? What do you? What is a coach going to teach an 18 year old kid now? How to kick a ball? How to handball? How to mark? You're not coaching them under 12s, under 13s, under 40. They're coaches because they're coaching skill. Now, all you're doing is managing players, managing personalities, and guide them into a game plan in which you want them to execute. It's a good discussion point because right now we're seeing, I believe, across the AFL. The teams who thoroughly enjoy going to football with their coach. So Port Adelaide, all the players, even when they were looking like or questions were asked at round three about Kenny, fell in behind him. No, we genuinely love him. We don't want to move him on. This is brilliant. You look at the Pies. No, Craig McRae, what a fun environment he's got. The sides that genuinely play for their coach follow strategy and whatnot implicitly. I feel, and a bit like us with Mick, he could tell you you're playing half forward and have to do a defensive role. We just do it because you trusted what he's doing was the best thing for the team. And if we did that, you win. But also, I reckon because of our love and affection for Mick Malthouse, we found a bit of a percent. May not have been a full 1%, but you found a way to win games of football. Correct. And I think a prime example of that, obviously those ones you spoke about, Hinkley and McRae, prime example of that is Hardwick. Yep. Just about to get sacked. Changed his whole philosophy. He went, I think, I'm just using this to back up my uh, argument here. He went from being a coach to a manager. Yeah. In a space and of six months, a preseason pretty much. And they went from him, he went from getting nearly getting sacked to winning three premierships. And now he's going up to the Gold Coast to manage a young group of players, not coach them, not teach them how to play football. He's going to manage them and manage a game plan to make them better. Do and Gold Coast why. Suns play finals next year? Yes. A coach 
is going to make that much difference. A coach and a couple of players. Your brother is up there. Is the excitement real? Are they genuinely pumped that they've got Dimmer? They love Stewie Jew. Yep. But sometimes the same voice over and over and over gets a bit, you know. Monotonous. That's a good word. So I think they would be very excited about Hard because of what he did at Richmond. And he is very lovable, Hardwick. He he can get a bit fiery at press conferences, but I think players actually enjoy when their coach goes into bat for him. And he's very personable. And it's a l- relaxed environment up there, oh, but yeah. he will crack the whip and go, now we need to fire up and get going. So I think he I think Hardwick is the best balance of hard and tough, love and hug for the Gold Coast Suns. Is the right balance of hard in terms of his last name and lighting the candle with the wick. I'll leave that there for you. Uh, we got a couple of questions. As I said, we are the interactive podcast. So if you've got a question, jump on footy talk underscore pod or TikTok footy talk pod. James on Instagram, Heath, he wants to know, if you could go back and replay one game in your career, what would it be? One of the games I like played well in or what game you, I was involved so in. You'll have to listen to the question. Okay. If you could go back and replay one game in your career, so a game you've already played. Yeah, I get that. Which would it be? Um, when I won the Anzac Day medal. Not the grand final? <laughs> nah, I played it right in the grand final, but I was best on Anzac Day, so. Not 2017 when or 16 when you got flogged by the Tigs and maybe go back and try and tell the coach to change a few things. I don't think the coach would have changed much that day. <laughs> Send somebody out to Dusty Martin and points. <laughs> 72 points is hard. Uh, uh, score on to change. Tom on Instagram has asked, who is your favourite player in the league ATM? I think that means at the moment, not get cash out. Oh, this is easy. Sam Taylor. Yeah, you and you know what I you know what I saw during the week? Someone went back and did a revised draft yep. from whenever Sam got drafted, and he was pick one. Pretty good. And I call this from day dot that Sam Taylor is an absolute superstar. And if I was West Coast. Yes. Oh. And I had pick one. Oh. You'd be trading. I'd it. be dangling that in front of the Giants and saying, I'll even throw in another player as well. We want Sam Taylor. I'll give you pick one and another player. Right. That's how good this kid is. He's locked for the next 10 years at centre-half back, fullback. Will be All-Australian this year? Yes, even though he missed six games. Fullback, All-Australian. My favourite player at the league right now, Errol Goulden. I genuinely love that kid. He's he's good. Did you see the check side against the yeah. Giants a couple of weeks ago? That he's, was pure class. And the, the beauty of it is there's a few that I, I was big on the Zach Butters bandwagon before everyone jumped on. You can hear that. Audio, uh, if you go back and find it. But Errol Goulden right now. <laughs> if you go back and find it, you can hear it. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's a long morning. It's too early for this. Um, Errol Goulden, the way he uses the footy, he is an absolute gun. Imagine leading out to that. You just see Errol in space, left foot out. Thank you very much. I could have kicked 100 a year. He's No, he's very, very classy, classy unit. And he's just sprung upon us, hasn't he? He Errol. certainly has. Great name. Yeah, cool name. That Errol Goulden and Eddie Ford, the two coolest names in football. Eddie Ford's got something about it. Really? You don't have to agree. All right, very good. Uh, You go and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I'll see you in a couple of hours for lunch with our dear mate, Mickey Milkshakes. This has been the Footy Talk Podcast. Coming up tomorrow, Joey and Kate will give you a deep dive into all the footy action for your round 23. Listener.